Person in Person is brought to you by the Perineum Group, the only truly centrist news organization. That's right, Greg. We're in the sweet spot between partisan extremes. When taint the left and taint the right, it's Perineum. What does the Great British Bake Off have to do with that new car smell being hazardous to your health? Could the deadliest animal in Australia be trucks? How much lubrication is too much lubrication? Crestless Pizza. Has gluten-free gone too far? Yes. Yes, it has. What if your face mask could tighten those face... Oh my god, kill it with fire! The answers to all these questions, plus sports, emotional weather, and state up, that's tonight on Person in Person. Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to Season 2 of Person in Person. I'm Dean Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation. I didn't change how I wrote that, so I read it exactly as it was written. Person in Person is a news show for people who don't like news shows, by people who don't like news shows. Intro banter. <laughs> Intro banter, parentheses. Rhubarb, <laughs> rhubarb, rhubarb, am I right? I mean, I love a good rhubarb, but you know what? You never rub another man's rhubarb. You never rub another man's rhubarb. That's the Joker. The real Joker, people. <laughs> I know everybody's so hot for Jared Leto right now, but it will and always <laughs> it has been and always will be Jack Nicholson. All right, let's get into tonight's story beats. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve announced it would keep its rate at zero, meaning more Americans can refinance and mitigate debt. Or we could just drop that stimmy into the lotto and see what happens. Just saying. Come on, number seven. Daddy needs to see a doctor right away. A Florida woman was arrested for pretending to be a plastic surgeon and botching a man's nose job while she was in the middle of botching another nose job. Here's a tip. If you want to make fast money by impersonating a professional, try podcasting. Word. Certain conservative news organizations this week went berserk over Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP, declaring the song has weakened American society. Some opponents of the song are calling for it to be canceled, or at least advocating putting warning labels on it so that children don't come into contact with it. Because that will hurt record sales, particularly amongst teens. In the 1990s. History, guys. Well, you know, I don't want to be the one to say it, but all children have been in contact with a WAP at yeah, least once. Right? Am I right? Maybe not. Maybe not, because, you know, C-section is a thing. Like That's true. Looking forward to the uh, follow-up cut from Cardi B, C-section. Yeah, sometimes you have to, sometimes you go right through the front door, and sometimes you have to open a window. Well, it's, it's like the old saying goes, whenever God closes a vagina, he opens a, a hole in your abdomen. <laughs> Uh, the Sackler family has agreed to pay $4.2 billion to whitewash their role as the architects and chief beneficiaries of the opioid epidemic. Now, that doesn't sound like uh, much, but it's nearly $1 for every person they got hooked on Oxy. Yeah. The first baby with COVID antibodies was born this week in South Florida after the mother got the Moderna vaccine. This is doubly exciting for the mom as the baby is not only better protected from the virus... But using Microsoft products, she'll always be able to track his movements. It's win-win, .exe. <laughs> Computer jokes. 
An Arizona man stabbed his father 20 times to rid his body of an evil shape-shifting lizard. The man is currently in jail and his father in the hospital, but the lizard remains at large. But enough about the news, it's main news! So our top story, as always, is speculative journalism, where we try to bridge the gap between two disparate stories that have no seeming connection whatsoever. And I'm going to talk about that new car smell that everyone seems to love. I've never been particularly fond of it, honestly. Apparently, that new car smell is what they call volatile organic compounds, VOCs. And it's the smell of carcinogens, adhesives, formaldehyde, all those new chemical products that make up the insides of your car. That's the smell of that stuff being stuck in the air and you're breathing it all in. And some some have suggested that prolonged exposure to those chemicals can lead to serious health concerns, including cancer. Now, I am going to have to go back and talk to my manager, but I think I can get him to throw in the cancer for free. <laughs> so I, I need you to sign right here to commit that if I can come back with the price you want, you're in for the cancer. I'll walk you over to the finance department. We'll uh, initial a couple things and you'll get cancer. Sound good? Oh, you want your old keys back? All right. Well, I'll, I'll see if I can get them for you. I don't know. Uh, I know they've already pulled it back into the... <laughs> All right. Far enough with this. <laughs> We've taken this way too far. <laughs> so the new car smell. What could mm-hmm. be more antithetical to the new car smell than the Great British Bake Off? See, because the car represents, it represents consumerism, it represents technology, it represents an atomized existence where you're closed off from your fellow man in your moving steel carapace, your coffin that is literally killing you as you drive it. And those chemicals, it should be noted, are the smell of of adhesives and things that are just, uh, in, in the words of Paul Hollywood, underdone. Yeah. That was a terrible impression. That w- that was the worst thing I ever heard. But I'm going to I'm going to better it by doing worse. Okay, great. Don't eat that, Mary. Like <laughs> l- literally don't eat it, you'll die. You'll get cancer and die. Right. But see, you contrast that with the Great British Bake Off, which is warm and nurturing and communitarian and everybody's all together in a big tent. And what do you think that tent smells like? Um, well, I mean, a lot of the time when they're filming, they describe them as very hot summer days. Yeah, so so there's a little bit of funk in the air, but combine that with sugar and spice and everything nice. Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) It smells like the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, yeah, literally, because it's got sugar, spice, everything nice, and ingredient X, which is funk. And no, for real though, that, that tent has got to smell like God's kitchen. It's right. Right. It's got to smell really wonderful. See, it's like everything that is good of the experience of being a human is in the smell of that tent. (laughs) And, and, you know, everything that is, that is cold and, and sterile and toxic about our society. That's the new car smell. 
Yeah, I mean, you're not entirely wrong there. So, but 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 how are they connected? Is my question, because so so we've got these two very different smells. Mm-hmm. But there's there's got to be some kind of hidden connection. Well, here's what I think. All right. Okay. Maybe we got this all wrong. Maybe we got yeah. this all wrong. Maybe it's not the car that makes the smell. Maybe it's the smell that makes the car. Oh, okay. See, maybe maybe somebody smelled that smell or something like it in the air and and was seized by it, possessed by it. And that's what that maybe it's the smell of industry that infects people's brains and makes them do a capitalism. Okay, so so basically this this smell it works like a parasite essentially it, it infects you and then you have to create more of the smell or simulate the smell or experience more of the smell you need to make others have the smell it's it's you know toxoplasmosis writ large right see the car is just the way for the smell to perpetuate itself okay and it's the same thing with the Great British Bake Off. I mean, that beautiful, picturesque, pastoral meadow where they do all this baking, it probably already smelled pretty good. And people found this meadow and they're like, I want to contribute to this smell somehow, but I want to do it with all my friends and I want us to all be nice to each other and help each other and have fun and make goofy cakes that look like wrestlers. Oh, so you're describing it as a similar uh, parasitic sort of experience, but it's just a more positive one. Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a symbiotic mutualist kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it's like because the the smell of baking definitely makes us happier, healthier, saner people. That's true. So I mean, to a point, there's there's forces of evil in this world that we can't comprehend, but there's forces of good too, and they got our backs. Yeah. So as a potential solution to the problem of new car smell being a carcinogen, what if we start making the cars out of the stuff that they make on the Great British Bake Off? Oh my God, yes. Oh please. I mean, oh you 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 fire up that machine and suddenly you're you're blasted with like hearts and biscuits and all that good stuff and i mean the car itself is also made out of baked goods right like the tires are donuts and the dash oh yeah for the sure the dashboard is marzipan you just got to make sure to change the oil regularly because you do not want a soggy bottom <laughs> that's true that's a bad bake <laughs> i all right well i think we in, in the words of mary berry i think we've cracked it yeah we've done it again we're so scrummy we're so good at journalism yeah like we should win all the media awards. <laughs> I have I was I was going to add to that but I have nothing. All right. Well, it's on to breaking news then. Okay, so right up front folks, I'm going to say that this story is a bit of a bummer. Uh in fact, it's pure psycho shit. Uh, but there is one part of it that's funny and it's at the very end, so hang in there. So, a man in Melbourne, Australia, was pulled over a while back by four cops for speeding in his Porsche. Uh, While they were making the arrest, a passing truck veered out of its lane, struck them all, and killed them. Uh, Except one of the officers was still alive, 
Uh, but rather than attempt to help her or even just escape the situation outright, uh, the guy in the Porsche pulled out his phone and recorded a video of himself taunting the dying officer, whining about sushi, and whining about the fact that his Porsche was ruined. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he then showed the video to several of his friends, who, surprise, uh, weren't in any hurry to report it. And uh, this guy was eventually apprehended, though, charged with several offenses, uh, including some violent and threatening incidents while he was out on bail. Um, and I can only imagine that if they were going to look back a bit further, they'd probably find some other crimes, uh, some of which were probably also on video. Sure, sure. It's, I mean, committing a crime on video is one of the dumbest things that you can do. Taking that video yourself is a whole other level of dumb. And that's not a mistake you just make once, probably, if you're that dumb, right? Well, and it's not even just like, this is not the kind of crime where it's like, you know, you're drunk and you're going to steal someone's lawn ornament. This is like, right. you, you're a pure bloodless psycho and you have decided that you need a memento of your kill right now in this moment. And you're going to show it to your friends who are probably also psychos. Right. But this psycho, this 42-year-old mortgage broker, who is the biggest psycho in Australia since Pauline Hansen, is named okay. Richard Pussy. Oh, okay. And that's the funny bit? Yeah, his name's Dick Pussy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... I'm sorry about the fact that you got this psycho, Australia, but at least you got a psycho named Dick Pussy, and that's pretty good. Yeah, it does lend itself to being made fun of pretty easily. Which, I mean, who knows? Maybe his name is the reason he ended up a, a psycho. Like a boy named Sue situation, except the opposite, where... Right, right. Well, I mean, if, right. if your parents name you that, you're pro they're probably pieces of shit, too, right? I mean, there's a fair chance. So There's a fair chance. Yeah, he was, he was fucked from jump. There was no chance he was ever going to become a decent human being. All right, my breaking story. In Sarnia, Canada, a man has been arrested after an officer patrolling the downtown area spotted him sitting in a white chair in a dark alley behind a theater. The man, Kenneth Maness was stark naked, but covered in corn oil and masturbating <laughs> vigorously. Maness admitted he was treating a few friends to some drinks previously, claimed he'd been slipped a Mickey. Maness has been sentenced to one year of probation. In good news, Maness has managed to stay off the sauce since the incident. And by that, I assume they mean alcohol and not corn oil. I included this because it reminds me of the uh, ranch dressing story. Uh, depending on the size of the container of oil used, the old question of intent pops up. Yeah. So forgive me if I'm off base in asking this, but I attended school in a small conservative town that had no sex ed class to speak of. I didn't realize you needed to lubricate your entire body in order to masturbate. Is that a common practice? Well, not to my knowledge, but I think we might have been missing out this whole time. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe we need to, to slug it up. I'm just saying, imagine you and your partner, zero friction, just, right. just sliding across each other like sea lions. I'm glad this dude didn't kill anyone, because can you imagine what the electric chair would have been like if he was covered in cord oil? I mean, it'd probably smell delicious. I, I hate to be that guy, but... <laughs> it's going to be KF, KFC up on the Green Mile there. 
Yeah, picturing it makes me want a big bag of Fritos for sure. Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a Murphy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. All right, folks, it's sports. This week's sport is unicycle hockey. It's exactly what you might think, unicycle hockey, a traditional hockey match played by people riding unicycles. It's been around since at least 1960, but has grown in popularity in the new century. There are three professional leagues in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria, and there are pro teams all over, UK, France, Denmark, Sweden, Hong Kong, Singapore, Thailand, and Korea. There are strict regulations of court makeup and layout. Goals are set back from the edge, just like in ice hockey, so that uh, players can so that players can continue play even behind the goal. Rather than a puck, a tennis ball is used. Even the size of a unicycle wheel is regulated, as the diameter cannot exceed 24 inches. I watched a bit of the sport on YouTube, and while it doesn't have the brutal intensity of the Canadian sport I've come to love. It was plenty watchable. Now, was it a bit slower than regular hockey? Because I think I might be able to follow it in that case. In, in places, it was certainly slower. Because um, sometimes you need a little extra effort to get the momentum up when you're not, you know, sliding around on a sheet of ice. Now, you're a hockey fan, so maybe you can answer this question for me. How does mm-hmm. the diameter of the unicycle wheel make a difference? That's a, t- that's a tough question to answer. I'm not exactly sure what difference that makes, except that a larger wheel is more likely to, to uh, give you an edge when you're holding a standard hockey stick. Well, I'm, I'm uh, excited to check this sport out. I think this is the best thing to come out of Canadian Clown College since Kids in the Hall. Damn it. You just keep making fun of <laughs> hockey. <laughs> Well, no, because it's unicycles are, are the most common mode of transportation for clowns. And hockey is quintessentially Canadian. So, ergo, it must have come from a Canadian clown college. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That makes sense. Now I feel like a real bozo. Folks, it's the emotional weather. This week we've chosen awful, lawful, and waffle. Greg, do you want to lead us off? Absolutely. Um, For the awful weather, a new study shows that as private equity firms buy nursing homes, it causes an increase in deaths, particularly among those patients who were less sick and more marginal because they're the first ones to get a lower standard of care. Uh, The equity firms relax standards of care, reduce staffing, and increase the use of powerful antipsychotics as chemical restraint, all of which contribute to the rise in mortality. So... I guess they were right. The market is the best solution to every problem. (laughs) In my awful news, a uh, Canyon City man hit a flight attendant during a Denver-bound airline flight and then peed on a plane seat when he was asked to wear a face mask. Not just once, but ten times, according to an arrest affidavit. Ten times he was asked, not ten times he peed on. (laughs) Okay, I was going to say, because (laughs) let this man go. He's more powerful than all of you. (laughs) 
The 24-year-old man Landon Greer faces charges that could lead to up to 20 years in prison and a quarter million in fines. I wonder if he'll breathe easier wearing the face mask knowing he owes the state $250,000. Well, the most important thing is he proved that he's not a sheep like all of you. Right, right. He'll piss wherever he wants. Even if he gets into some pretty bad trouble. <laughs> See, it's it's like the horseshoe theory of being a big boy. Like, yeah. you think that, you know, being an adult means not pissing in public, but the true kings know that being the manliest man means pissing everywhere all the time. Well, that's how you claim your territory. He owns that, that airplane now. I'm... <laughs> Right, right. He's the majority shareholder in uh, Alaska Air or whatever airline. Well, he's going to have to go to the next shareholders meeting and piss on everybody, but right, I'm right. sure he will. <laughs> All right. For my lawful news, uh, this is about uh, the murder of Londoner Sarah Everard. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this story, Gene, but uh, she was abducted and murdered, this young woman, and uh, police called for more surveillance, more cops on the street. There was, was a lot of hand-wringing in the media about rape culture and how women aren't safe in public. And then it mm -hmm. turns out that she'd been murdered by a cop who, three days before, had committed another sex crime that had been covered up by his fellow officers. It was, so, this absolutely does not surprise me. It's, God damn it. Well, and, you know, it, it also won't surprise you that uh, the tone changed very abruptly when it turned out to have been a cop. Uh, you didn't hear any more in the media about uh, how the culture endangers women and how we've got to keep them safe. And uh, All right. Suddenly it's, 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 you know, what did she do to, to make him kill her, right? Well, and they just stopped talking about it. There, oh, okay. It was it was yeah. this whole thing about oh you know we've we've got to do something about this terrible culture in this country and then oh it was a cop oh never mind forget we said anything and then yeah. um, recently in fact uh, police waded into a candlelight vigil to uh, arrest and assault the women in the crowd ostensibly for the violation of COVID restrictions. Here's a <sighs> a fun unrelated fact, Gene. Did you know that one term for the police in Britain is the filth? Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. That's that's kind of remarkable. Well, that's a good one to to uh, keep in your back pocket because uh, they're gonna do some filthy shit from time to time. Yeah, I just don't know if I want to keep it in my back pocket if they're gonna be searching my back pocket. Um, my lawful story is also about a police officer, the best police officer. So, the mayor of Stevens Point, Wisconsin, is requesting to place an 11-foot statue of RoboCop after a Detroit museum rejected the piece. RoboCop was played by Peter Weller, who is a Stevens Point native. The statue originated when some fans of the movie who lived in Detroit, the setting of the film, crowdsourced over $70,000 in funding to commission it. But the city later rejected the statue, saying they needed to focus resources on other things during the pandemic. Mayor Mike Wiza or Wiza is asking for the support of Weller's family and the artist to move the statue to his own city. The artist group who commissioned the statue so far has held fast saying the statue belongs in Detroit. The mayor, however, is refusing to give up, saying, Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Nice. 
Yeah. Well, well. you know how I feel about RoboCop. Um, I think it's one of the best movies ever made. And uh, I'd be willing to go with whatever Peter Weller wants to do, honestly. Because he is RoboCop. Right. And always will be. I mean, I sort of saw the remake, but I wasn't really paying attention because I didn't care because it wasn't the real RoboCop. Right. Now, for Waffles, uh, y'all might have heard that or or seen it in your Netflix recommendations. Uh, Michelle Obama has a new Netflix show called Waffles Plus Mochi. Uh, it teaches kids about food and cooking. It's kind of a cross between Julia Child and Sesame Street. Uh, there's a lot of puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the puppets travel around the world and meet chefs and food producers to learn about food. And I've, I've seen several episodes of it. I think I'm up to five episodes now. And listen, as much as the the Obama's new career as media personalities makes me grind my teeth, you know, you heard me talk about it last week about Obama's new podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. This show is cute and it's a good idea. I rather like it. And I would recommend it to parents who want wholesome programming for kids and have already run out of reading Rainbow episodes. I happen to know one of those parents. <laughs> and we were actually just uh, looking at that show in our Netflix queue tonight and thinking, well, maybe we'll give it a try at some point. You should check it out. I mean, I don't think little Gene is old enough to really get it, but I mean, he'd like the puppets and you would like yeah. learning about salt. Great. Great. I, I, I wouldn't say that I love salt, but, uh, but I've, I've grown an appreciation for salt over the years. So my waffle story, this isn't actually so much about waffles, but it's still, it's an awesome story. I have a bit of a Canadian theme going tonight. Uh, In Canada, over several months in the early 2010s, a shadowy network of expert criminals pulled off one of the greatest heists in history. $18.7 million worth of maple syrup. How did they do it? Breaking bad style. They siphoned maple syrup from the tanker car of a train, replacing the syrup with water so the weight would not be suspect. They also hit 600-pound barrels, but eventually got lazy and didn't replace the syrup with water in the barrels. Since the barrels were inspected only once annually, the crime didn't get discovered until much later. They took their ill-gotten gains and resold it to legit syrup businesses. In my somewhat cursory search, I couldn't find any detailed information on exactly how authorities found those responsible. Presumably, they just followed a miles-long trail of ants. In all, 17 men were arrested. Well, because that's how you get ants. Right, right. That that rules. Yeah, it's it was just one of those unique and super fun stories I stumbled across. And it's what actually inspired the awful lawful and waffle. I am thinking now because, you know, uh, I live on a farm and Mm -hmm. uh, I live among many other farms. And I'm starting to think now, what agricultural products could I steal? Mm. I mean, it's mostly potatoes out here. Right, right. Stealing potatoes is kind of pointless. That's the thing. They're too plentiful. The only crops out here anymore are potatoes and weed. And neither one of them is worth anything anymore. So, right. Folks, if, if you don't live in a state that's legalized it, you haven't experienced what is the market crash of weed. It's kind of amazing. 
it's this big boom business for like a couple of months and then all of a sudden because everyone has it and everyone's growing it the cash crop just turns to poison <laughs> yeah it's um they they give it to you now just big old bundles of kush instead of toilet paper now at rest stops right they'll they'll practically pay you to take the weed off their hands it's insane as you know every week our investigative team researches and reports on a food crime this week greg person has the story folks i want to talk to you about marco's pizza bowls what is a pizza bowl you ask well it's not a pizza let's get that right out in front it's it's a little trough a little hog trough for you little piggies out there that's just full of mozzarella and pepperoni and sausage and whatnot now this is billed by the marco's pizza chain as a crustless pizza of which they mm -hmm. are the leaders and innovators of <laughs> okay now this is this is a hard line this is a matter of the very fundamental structure of the universe itself the pizza is the crust the toppings that go on the pizza are just condiments and flavorings for the pizza which is the mm -hmm. crust yeah if you have the crust you have a pizza before you put anything on it and if you don't have the crust you don't have a pizza full stop End of story. Do not at me. <laughs> and I'll say they're the, they're not the innovators they think they are because I believe pizza in a cup was featured prominently <laughs> <laughs> in the seventies film The Jerk, starring Steve Martin. <laughs> classic, classic ref. Very good. You know what's funny? I didn't even think of that uh, as I was researching this story, but that is a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. All right, on to the podcast shopping network. This week, we're going to be discussing the Rejuvenique face mask. Sure, pain is beauty, or so the old saying goes, but what does that even mean? The Rejuvenique face mask can help fill in those blanks for you. It's a face mask that straps onto your head and helps tighten face muscles by stimulating them with electricity to work out all 12, 12, one dozen of your facial zones. And it has a number of settings regulated, re regulating both intensity of, quote, workout, end quote, and the zones that you target. The face mask also includes contact toning gel and an instructional video. Oh, and one other kind of minor thing. It'll make you look like a sad human nightmare killer from the 1980s because the mask is fucking creepy. I'm all for shocking yourself in the name of beauty, but this device was never clinically tested or cleared by the FDA, so who can say how dangerous it might be? One user reported that the mask, quote, feels like a thousand ants are biting my face. Where do I sign up? The Rejuvenique face mask originally retailed for $179.95, but it hasn't been made for some time. Now, Gene, I want to stay on this subject for a second because, sure. and I say this every week, but I really, really mean it this time. This is the worst thing you have ever brought to this segment. <laughs> Holy fuck. I watched the infomercial for this. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a nightmare device. It's really scary looking. It's literally the scariest thing I can ever imagine seeing. 
It's I could see a werewolf eating my mother and it wouldn't scar me like this infomercial did. There's there's this scene where this woman she puts on the devil mask and then it's just an extreme close up of her open eye staring mm-hmm. at you unblinking. Holy Jesus. Right. Oh, right. Mike, Linda Evans is the greatest horror actress since Heather Langenkamp. You know, right. she's the Jamie Lee Curtis of infomercials. Because this is... I, I can't overstate it enough. Folks, watch the infomercial for the Rejuvenique face mask. You can find it on YouTube. I'll link it in the show notes so, so it's easy access. And I will also say this, though. Don't watch it alone. Don't watch it at night. Right. <laughs> Keep the lights on. Make sure you have a cuddle buddy. Yeah, this is this is not a joke. Like, make sure to have somebody call and check on you after you've right. seen this. <laughs> um, again, you know, I've said this before, but I am loving your reaction. I mean, for real, like, motif of harmful sensation. This is something, this is like a Lovecraft story that if you, if you open the book, you're going to go mad. This is this, <laughs> this is the same shit. If you watch this, I can't guarantee that you're going to be okay. Right. Right. It is, it is nightmare fuel. It is. It's fucked up. It's real fucked up. All right, let's hit state up. So, uh, you know, we go through the states in alphabetical order. That was always something that we had planned. And we've since reduced uh, the state up segment to just facts that um, may or may not be made up. Uh, This week, we're covering the great state of California, our southern neighbor. My first fact, California's chief export, besides agriculture is Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. Nice. Now, this is a true fact. I want to emphasize this is 100% true and not a joke. The California Raisins released three whole albums, including a Christmas album. Wow. I was really into the California Raisins when I was a kid. Oh, I know. Me too. I actually have a, a funny story, funny in retrospect, of a time that I injured myself very, very badly running to make it to the TV for a California Raisin special. Oh, yeah. We we were tasked, I think it was in the third grade, with uh, doing an assignment where we... Uh, I don't remember what organization it was for, but it had to do with protecting your eyes. And uh, I drew an eyeball singing into the microphone like the California Raisins. That's genius. Um, it was it was not well received, um, <laughs> but but hey, I. Uh, but then you went on to found the band The Residents. No, no, that was not my band. California leads the rest of the country in water current conservation, which is amazing considering they've stolen water from every neighboring state, and in some cases, several states over. This is kind of not a joke either. It's kind of also a fact. Oh, man, if you live in a farming community in Oregon, do not get me started on the subject of Californians drinking our milkshake. Okay, because it will get so heated, like, I will I will flip this table. Maybe that's why the population is so big down there, is they're drinking everyone's milkshake and it's bringing all the bullets. 
<laughs> yeah, all the boys that come to the yard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're really on fire tonight. For for a man who... Uh, just to, to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, my man Gene had a, a bit of a wild night. Uh, but he still felt up to recording because he is a true king. And... Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to bring the fire tonight, but uh, Gene is bringing it big time. I like playing with matches. Speaking of which, did you know California burns to the ground every year and nobody knows why at all? I did not know that. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's just whole state goes up in flames every single year. Nobody knows why. It's it's the world's greatest mystery. Hmm. In California, every third stoplight is green. Even if it's red. And did you know that the bear on the state flag is actually a portrait of Raffles McGillicuddy, the state's first governor? <laughs> Raffles McGillicuddy. <laughs> yeah, their first governor was a bear uh, because, mm -hmm. you know, it was it was more sparsely populated at the time. And mm -hmm. frankly, the bear had some good ideas about free silver. Probably the last great governor of California. Well, I mean, one of their governors was in some pretty dope Ivan Reitman comedies. No, that's true. And also, true. you know, all the best action movies of the 80s. I'm talking about Gray Davis, folks. Our final segment tonight, as every week, is Person to Person and Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. We have had a couple more emails this week from our loyal Tims. First was from the actual Tim, who remarked that he's happy with the poems we wrote. We're very glad. And he's down for the polygamous future we've designed. Good on you, Tim. We also received an email from a service that, blush, calls us influencers. So we hereby instruct our listeners, you know, Tim, Gil, Pretzel Person, etc., to consume, consume, consume. We're not going to recommend any specific products because we haven't tried any. You need corporeal bodies for that, but please, consume, buy, don't put on the shades, and whatever you do, don't run out of bubblegum. Sleep and obey, people. It's the name of the game. Folks, that's all the show we have for you tonight. Do you want to have a haiku written about the subject of your choice? Please send us an email, personandpersonshow at gmail.com. Drop us a voicemail, 541-249-5933. You can find us on Twitter, at AnchorPersons. I have deleted our Facebook, because we weren't getting anything there anyway, and Facebook is obsolete. I'm sure you agree, Greg. Oh, 100%. I haven't voluntarily logged on to Facebook in four years. There was an event that happened four years ago, I won't go into it, but it made Facebook a very unpleasant place to be. You can check out our website, personandpersonshow.com, although we haven't updated it in a while. I do plan on making at least a couple of blog posts over the next week because I will be on vacation. We apologize that right now uh, there's a little bit more of a distance between shows. We are still trying to figure out uh, how we're going to be recording and when we're going to be dropping. Uh, once we get that schedule set, we'll, of course, uh, mention it here on the show and uh, put it... Uh, in, in the feed in some format. Um, until next time, this is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying Google Blue Waffle. Good night. Yeah.
And that's it. And that's the only thing I need is, is this. I don't need this or this, just this rejuvenique face mask and these sauna pants. The face mask and the sauna pants, and that's all I need. And this Euro Club. The face mask, the sauna pants, and the Euro Club. And that's all I need. And these love sausages. The face mask and these love sausages and the sauna pants and the Euro Club. And this horse skeleton. The face mask, this Euro Club, and the sauna pants, and the horse skeleton. And that's all I need. And that's all I need, too. I don't need one other thing. Not one. I need this ball, though.